like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Get ready for some vocal awesomeness. Coming to us today from the Twin Cities of Minnesota, I found out about Sarah Morris on a friend's Facebook page. You'll hear about that in just a moment. And I fell in love with her incredible singing and prolific, heartwarming, heart-awakening songs as I checked out her music on YouTube. Turns out we have a common friend in Mother Banjo, who I've interviewed twice. So I quickly tracked Sarah down and was able to make your Song of the Soul experience even more wonderful by exposing you to a kind and a kind of amazing singer-songwriter from the Twin Cities of Minnesota, Sarah Morris. Sarah, I'm so happy to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Oh, thank you for having me, Mark. This is going to be fun. The reason I connected with you is I saw a video you had posted online of a song about mansplaining. So could you explain (laughs) to me what that's about? (laughs) I can, yeah. So I belong to a songwriter group where in the winter we get a word every other Sunday and we have two weeks to write a song about that word. And a couple of Sundays ago, the word was brazen. And I had just had this incident with this very kind person who just did some mansplaining. I don't know if you can like call it at me or to me, but talked to me in a way that they were pretty sure I didn't know anything, but it was a topic I knew quite a bit about and was really capable in. And it gave me a physical feeling. <laughs> and so I, I wrote a song about it. I was surprised at how much people responded to the song. Apparently, they'd all been looking for a song about mansplaining. But the song was songwriting was extremely therapeutic, so I'm all better now. <laughs> well, but it's still <laughs> happening all around you, I know. It's just <laughs> yes, I would say that it doesn't happen to me very often. I feel like I interact with really respectful, loving humans on the regular, and so I feel like that's why this incident stood out to me. It was a bit more of an outlier. Do you hang out much around KFAI? Are you there often? I get the privilege of being there probably once or twice a year, maybe, like to go usually to speak with Ellen Stanley on her show, Woman Folk. Do you mean more the area around KFAI or do you mean KFAI specifically? I was thinking KFAI because I think you've got a connection to the bathroom videos. Well, I have Toilet Tunes. That's my side project. And don't you use the the bathrooms there at KFAI or is it? No, those I, are my bathrooms. Those are your bathrooms. No, I oh, use, I oh, had yes. no idea. I was thinking they were. 
I knew some of the people connected with KFAI, and I figured that's where it was happening. No, oh. no, but... So you invite lots of people into your bathroom, is what you're saying? I do. So Toilet Tunes started super randomly. I was recording my own song demos in my bathroom because the acoustics are very good. And I have a, it painted a beautiful shade of green. <laughs> then a few years ago, a friend of mine was like, I would like to come sing in your bathroom. And we could do a cover song. And I said, oh, well, that sounds great. And she did that, and we had such a good time. Someone else mentioned, hey, I saw that video. I'd like to come sing in your bathroom. And I was like, well, if this is a thing, like, let's have it be a thing. And so what I have started doing is once a month, I invite a local musician to come and sing a cover song in my bathroom. And we don't rehearse for more than 15 minutes. The whole point is that it's really off the cuff, and we don't record it more than once. And we post it to Facebook. And then at the end of the year in December, I invite all the guests from that calendar year to come back for a finale. So this year, we had 12 people in my bathroom in December. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. And your bathroom is clearly bigger than mine. I, I can see on the video it is. It's a good-sized bathroom, yes. Well, that's pretty wonderful. And folks, you want to track those down, you can find a link. You just track down Sarah Morris. Her website is sarahmorrismusic.com. Sarah is S-A-R-A-H. She's got an H on that, Sarah. sarahmorrismusic.com. There's, of course, a link on nordenspiritradio.org as well. Let's get started with some of your music. I think people, between your group that does these every two week songs and mansplaining coming out of that, and between your toilet tunes, I think people have an idea who Sarah Morris is. How can you show us that with music? I just released a new album not too long ago called Hearts in Need of a Little Repair. We could talk about Okay, since it is the title track, how did this song originate? This song is from the songwriter challenge most of the songs on my new album are it was middle of july 2016 and our word was glory and i had just finished a song with a title morning glory the week before and so i was really at first when i received my prompt i was a little bit irritated because i was like wait i just used it and all the rhymes <laughs> that go with it but I'm dedicated. So I went back to, you know, my writing pages and kind of sat with the idea of a faded glory and what that might look like. And in 2016, it was the summer. So it felt like everywhere I looked, like everyone was getting very fired up about things. And I had been grieving the loss of our puppy had passed away and I had been sick and I just had been feeling really broken down. And this song just came out of that. As soon as I finished writing the hook, in need of a little repair. I thought, oh, that's my new album. You know, I don't want to be a brown nose or anything, but I do want to say you've got one of the most beautiful singing voices I've encountered recently, and I encounter a lot of wonderful folks. So folks, get ready for a little bit of bliss here, listening to Sarah Morris sing Hearts in Need of a Little Repair. something else once upon a
situation in your past We'll watch it shatter just like a glass And sweep it up off the Recently, as November of 2017, Sarah Morris released that song, which is title track, for her CD, Hearts in Need of a Little Repair. Wonderful song. So upbeat and nurturing. I I get the sense of, while maybe your heart needs a little repair, it's got a lot of repairing that it helps other people do. Mm, Thank you. I was wondering in the song, however, the you in there. Is that just a general you, or did you have some people in mind that you were thinking about? I meant it more general. I could picture people. Like, there were specific people that I pictured, but it was quite a few specific people in specific instances, because I just had enough friends in my life who also were going through things, and I thought about how 
what I love about discovering new artists or returning to artists that I love is when their songs make me feel known and seen because somehow they know what's going on with me and they want me to know I'm not alone. Now, of course, that's maybe not what they're intending, but I like the effect it has on me in that way. And I I did want to offer that to others a little bit, you know, like just because you feel a little broken down right now, like you're not the only one. And you also are a parent. And so once we have children, their injuries become, they can pierce to our hearts, I think, more easily Mm -hmm. than other people. They're in our inner circle. They're part of our deep loving. This song, the the verses I was seeing there had more to do with other people. It's like historic, you dust off the wounds and bring them in. Yeah, I have lots of songs that refer to my kids or where I picture my kids in, in the story. And we can talk about one of those in a little bit. But with Hearts in the Repair, I definitely saw the people who kept coming to mind. They'd lived a little bit more life and they had some deeper wounds. You know, they'd felt a little bit more forgotten. My children, blissfully, are still at the age where they feel like they're the center of all things at all times. So, <laughs> How old are so they? I have a five-year-old daughter and an eight-and-a-half-year-old son. And he's starting to get to the age, you know, where there's peer interchanges that make him think a little differently. But for the most part, they're in a pretty good space still. Don't worry, the teenagers are coming soon. (laughs) Oh, I know it. (laughs) My daughter likes to show me what teenage life will be like. She gives me, I think, previews of what she'll be like when she's 15, 16. (laughs) Oh, goody. Mm -hmm. Well, show us some more of your music right away. I, I love getting to know you. This is fun. I can talk about Brighter. Brighter is a song that I wrote very specifically inspired by my daughter. And it's funny because sometimes people talk about, you know, it's such a love song. It makes me think of my husband. And that is all beautiful. And I love it. But I had written a song a few years ago for my son. And I, at this point in my life, my daughter was two. And I thought, oh, she needs a song. And she's very joyful. She's very emotive. And so all of her expressions are big. There's never anything little about this one other than her size because she's my kid and short people. But I just had this thought about how her joy is so contagious. And I had gone on a walk in January. It was one of those really beautiful days where, you know, the snow had fallen just recently and it didn't have a bunch of tracks in it. And the sun was making the snow so sparkly. And I just had this first line come brilliant, like a blue sky in January, dazzling the snow, white on the ground, ordinary things sparkle when you're around. And I was just like, oh, this is, this is my Millie song because she does have a way of just shining a light on everything that she touches, that she's around. And you have a way of shining light out to the public through your music. Sarah Morris's song, Brighter. Brilliant like a blue sky in January, dazzling the snow, white on the ground Ordinary things Ordinary things They sparkle when you're around Joyful as the birds in spring Humming a melody Reminds me of your favorite song From the bottom of my heart At the top of my lungs I I sing along So you're laughing, you're laughing Oh, that's magic to me And I'm smiling like a fool And hearing music, music Where noise used to be You make everything 
understand that Millie, that is Sarah Morris's daughter, inspired that song. And of course, there's probably a lot of people in your life, Sarah, who inspire that. You can see bits of light all over. But the line in there that caught my attention was evidently Millie teaching you to dance, inspiring you to dance, that you're not a mover is, I think, what you said. And, you know, I've watched videos of you. And you move very well. <laughs> Thank you. So what is that about? Are, are you carrying a, a little bit of baggage about dancing? <laughs> well, I do have some dancing scars, yes, from my theater days. No, but I think it's about, I love to dance, actually, but that's a little bit her effect on all, like my husband, too, you know, like suddenly there's family dance parties in the living room. You know, my son did this, too. We would go through this phase where we would just turn up music after dinner and, like, have a full-scale dance party, and I think that is something I wouldn't have done if I didn't have children in my life. You know, I would just clean the kitchen and go watch TV or whatever, so that is a a gift of being with young spirits who make you want to feel songs in a different way and just throw your body around and enjoy it. A lot of music does that for me. Folks, you're listening to Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production website, northernspiritradio.org. Twelve and a half years of our programs out there for free listening and download, and you find links. So when you want to track down Sarah Morris and you don't remember that there's an H at the end of Sarah, sarahmorrismusic.com come via nordenspiritradio.org. We've got links to everybody from the last 12 years, stations where we're broadcast, lots more information. You can find that all on our website. There's also a place to post comments, and we love two-way communication. We're all about listening as well as speaking. So please post your comment and let us know your mind when you visit. Place to donate as well. This is full-time work supported exclusively by listener donations. So please do come and support us by clicking donate. But even more important, and we already mentioned KFAI there in the Twin Cities, which is community radio. Community radio is so essential. It gives you a slice of the world, both music and news that you just get nowhere else because they're free to speak the voice of the community. So please, before anything else, start by supporting community radio wherever you are. Again, this is Song of the Soul, and we have Sarah E. Morris with us here today for Song of the Soul. I ran into her, found out that she's connected with Mother Banjo, Ellen Stanley, who I've had on just recently again. She's just such a wonderful person herself. So I, I knew by the company you were keeping, Sarah, that I had to have you on. Oh, thank you. Well, I do try to surround myself with people that light me up, too. You know, I mean, I think that's really important. The older and smarter you get is to make sure you spend time with people who are who are wonderful, because why not? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Recently, I've been so lucky to get to know some other musicians on a friend level. When I first had kids, it was very hard to make music friends. I had my band, and my band, they're amazing. I love them, and I count them as friends, and my band family, but I didn't have a lot of other singer-songwriter friends. And in the last few years, I met, through Mother Banjo, I met uh, Vicki Emerson, who's a mom and a musician as well, which has been a huge gift, because I thought moms who were musicians were kind of unicorns. I didn't realize that they were <laughs> that they were real, or that I could know them. And uh, being able to share this specific experience has been really lovely. And she and I actually then formed a duo, because we were having so much fun about it called The Home Fires. And then in the last few years, I've been blessed to encounter some other really great songwriters that I can bounce things off of and go support at their shows. And 
that's a huge blessing, I think. I read about you and Vicki forming the Home Fires, mm-hmm. and the comment that I read about it back in 2016 is that you got the shared thing about family, but that you were just so excited about getting ready and recording your material, but I've been unable to find that CD yet. Is that still waiting, or is it That's coming? still waiting, right. It's coming. I did, you know, last year we did a, quite a bit of touring and some more songwriting, and I also was working on my album. Vicky is working on a solo album right now as well, so still part of our dream, and we're going to fit that in. We're hoping to fit that in this year, but we just kind of ha- have wanted to wait for the right songs. When we first started, we sang on each other's songs, and that is so much fun, but we wanted to make sure... The Home Fires has its own specific voice, things that I don't necessarily do in my own songwriting, things that Vicky doesn't do in her own songwriting, and so we really want to honor that voice and make sure the album is that. So, folks, stand by The Home Fires, which is Sarah Morris and Vicki Emerson, will be coming at some point in the future, and since both of them have kids, it necessarily takes a little bit longer to do everything. <laughs> Get out the door, make albums. (laughs) (laughs) But Sarah already has four recordings. Uh, She had Grateful back in 2011, Lonely or Free back in 2012, Ordinary Things 2015, and just last November, Hearts in Need of Repair. So you've got four good albums that you can already listen to from Sarah and just wait, holding your breath for Home Fires to come out with their recording. Do you have a date or anything set? Do you have a a project? You know, is it three months, six months? No. I think that uh, to us it's a 2018 project. And so I know that Vicky's going into the studio on her own first. And so I could see us hitting the studio in summer. Everything's got to have its little bubble of space. We'll, We'll keep you posted. Please stand by, folks. And again, Sarah's website is sarahmorrismusic.com. Sarah with an H. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org. And let's launch right into another song. I want to get as much in as possible. Again, just beautiful voice singer. I mean, you've got... Actually, we're really fortunate in the Twin Cities to have so many wonderful musicians. Agreed. I used to live in Nashville, and when I moved back to the Twin Cities where I'm from, after spending four years in Nashville, I was a bit nervous that, I don't know, that it wouldn't feel as vibrant or surrounded by quality music, but I was completely, had nothing to be worried about. I feel like the Twin Cities is such a broad and deep base of of talent, and that people are very supportive, and we have a really strong system of venues that give you a lot of places to park your microphone and sing to people so it's a good place to be well so do that for us right now what do you want to share next sarah we can talk about course correction another song off hearts in need of repair i wrote that song the week after i wrote heart in need of a little repair so they're kind of twinsies in my mind that word for the challenge that week was edge and i just finished not too far from that time my own radio campaign, which I had never done before, where I sent my album off to a bunch of radio stations throughout the country, and I asked them to play it. And I tend to be kind of tentative in the way I reach out in promoting myself. And so it was a real big leap for me to open myself up to hear so many no's, you know, because <laughs> that's how it goes. And feeling like I had built up a little momentum, and now that momentum was slipping. And, and so the word edge just made me think about you know, what do you do when you're on that ledge or whatever? And 
and I had this image of anytime you start falling, well, if you just make it look like flying, that's all the difference, right? There's not, <laughs> there's not a whole lot in between the two. So that's where the song Course Correction came from. And I really am proud of the way it turned out when I brought it to the band. They immediately found some really great grooves for it. So I think it plays well when I sing it by myself, you know, just as a singer-songwriter solo situation. But I think it also has a lot of liveliness when the band can be with me. And it makes me feel good to sing it because when life hands you lemons, you have to make lemonade. And, and I feel like <laughs> that's what this song is about. Well, let's go with the driving beat on the bass here to get started as Course Correction comes upon us from Sarah Morris.
Course Correction by Sarah Morris. It's from her November 2017 release, Hearts in Need of Repair. Clearly, the band has a lot of influence there. I felt particularly the bass coming in. And can we talk a little bit about the three fine gentlemen and other folks who join in on your music there? I hope so, yes. I love them so much. I would like to talk about them. (laughs) So the band, most often, is Thomas Nordland, guitar, and we've now played together this, I feel like this week is actually our, we started in 2011, so it's our seven-year anniversary. Then Tom brought along his friend, Andrew Foreman, who plays bass, and then Andrew brought along Zach Schmidt on drums. And the four of us have played together now, like I said, since 2011 and various incarnations. And then we have some other drummers that sit in sometimes if Zach's not available. And then I would ask all of my friends to come play on the album, which was really great. Vicki Emerson singing some harmony. I have Carrie Arnett singing harmony. I have Ben Cook Felt playing keys. And I have Matthew French singing harmony. We also brought in some guest players on Dobro and Pedal Steel. I really wanted it to feel as much of a community situation as possible. And there's one person you didn't mention who I noticed on your album. Oh, crap. I mean, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay to say crap. That can go over the air. Jillian Ray on violin. Oh, my gosh, yes. That is ridiculous because she totally transformed the song that I wrote, On a Stone, Jillian's amazing. I'm a huge fan of her as a person and as an instrumentalist. And I was looking for an excuse to have her on the record because I'd worked with her on one, on a demo that I made for somebody. And I had this song, On a Stone. It's the oldest song on the album. I wrote that back in the summer of 2015. I just kept hearing fiddle on it. I knew that there wasn't fiddle anywhere else on the album or violin, but I I just knew that the song had to have it. So she came in, and we just had the most fun. She arranged essentially this orchestral part, just her and her layers of her violin. And it was so lovely that then we went back and we took out the drums and re-tracked drums that kind of better supported because I I wanted her part to shine bigger, brighter. Yeah, I I just love, the song is now six minutes long, which, you know, does not lend it to being a number one hit on the radio. But I am very proud to say that there have been some radio stations that have played it, which I give them big applause for saying a song doesn't have to be three minutes long. Well, it was really good to see Jillian Ray on your album. I have interviewed her. I I met her a couple years ago at the Great River Folk Festival down in La Crosse, which happens end of August each year, a a great festival. And she was there, and she won a little bit of my heart, too. So uh, it's so great that she joins you in On a Stone by Sarah Morris. In the middle of an ocean, a little better broken I can hardly offer shelter from the wind and the waves have left me shaken the beating sun has faded my colors and my walls are growing thin oh I'm sure I don't look like much to you but beneath Oh, this mess lies a foundation so true Oh, I'm gonna be the one who sticks around I'm gonna be the one who stands her ground 
so it goes I'm a house built on a stone oh Since there's a shoreline, a bed of a rock with tall pines stretching out to touch the open sky. And although we've never spoken, I can tell that they're devoted for the years that they remain side by side. Oh, forever such an easy word to What a beautiful story when hearts choose to stay Oh, I'm gonna be the one who sticks around I'm gonna be the one who stands her ground In the end I may spend my days alone So it goes, I'm a house built on I will honor the choices I have made I'm gonna be the one who sticks around I'm gonna be the one who stands her ground In the end I may spend my days alone So it goes I'm a house built on a stone So it goes I'm a house built on a stone
so very fortunate to have with us here today, Sarah Morris. Her website, sarahmorrismusic.com. Sarah with an H. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org. That song was On a Stone. And it certainly has a little bit more pensiveness or something in that. I, yeah. I, f- I feel a little bit more of a beating heart in there. There's sometimes when a song is dancing and sometimes it's about the heart beating closer and being held reverently together. But you refer to the stone that you're built on, the stone that you're based on. Mm-hmm. I tend to think of those stones as, I mean, for a lot of people, it's religion, spirituality, it's their philosophy. Some people, it's just very practical. It's like, my stone is my family or whatever. Mm-hmm. What would you call your stone? What makes up your stone? Oh, that is a good question. I definitely feel that my family is the biggest part of my stone. I We live a seven-minute walk from my parents' house. We live a 10-minute drive from my in-laws. Like, it's all been portion. We've all, we've been very specific about making sure that family is the center of our lives. And then I also think that music is part of the stone. When I sometimes have entertained, well, maybe I should stop this. You know, I can't imagine not doing it. I don't have a backup plan. I mean, I have a lot of friends that I've met throughout the years that are so talented, so beautiful things to say, such beautiful voices. And for whatever reason, at some point, they've found something else they want to do also or instead. And I have yet to, uh, there's nothing else I want to do. So I feel like that's part of the stone. You mentioned, you know, theater and music, I guess, high school, college age, that kind of thing. Where did your music making start? Where did your singing start? I mean, when I was four or five, listening to Madonna in my <laughs> living room, my parents' <laughs> living room, I don't remember a time when I wasn't singing or falling in love with someone's music. You know, I can, I have a real strong memory of arguing with my parents in the car when I was like seven about the value of Cindy Lauper's song, True Colors, and if she was going <laughs> to be around forever. You know, I just, I've always been very passionate about music and My parents also are passionate about music now. They are passionate about different kinds of music. When I started playing more country-influenced things, I believe they were slightly horrified, but they've come along for the ride anyways. Say my dad, his thing was we listened to a lot of Queen and Steely Dad, and then also we listened to a lot of Frank Sinatra. And Then my mom, she loved David Bowie and the Beatles, and so there was never country music ever in my home. And so then in high school, when I met this boy and he introduced me to country music and I just fell so hard for him and the songwriting. Yeah, they were a little confused about all of that. <laughs> that sounds like a good way to connect up with your song Confetti, which I believe you want to end with. Because uh, the country twang, this is the one song out of those that you want, chose to share with me that had that country in it. So we, we've just made the progression yeah. because confetti has that wonderful country twang and the twang is also in instrumentals going with it, leading in particularly. I felt the country in you. But, you know, didn't you at least grow up with enough Bob Dylan to have some of the country, you know, when you're traveling the North Country Road? I mean, there's a, there's there's country, too. Didn't, there is, your, no. didn't your parents get into that? No, they definitely did not get into Bob Dylan. So for my dad, it's a lot about the production. And for my mom, she wants to dance. And I just want the lyrics to solve all my heart problems. <laughs> we just, we come at it from different places. 
Well, so is confetti going to solve our heart problems if we listen to it now? I hope so. Confetti is special to me. The first week of 2017, I came down with pneumonia, and I had a sty in my eye, and I just felt like a complete wreck. But two days before that, I had gone to a release show for my friend, Matt French, and he had this wonderful album release where just everyone, it was like a night full of love, and it was at the Astor Cafe, which is this cozy, beautiful venue in the Twin Cities. And so even though I felt awful, I still had that big joy in my heart, and I had to write something for the Songwriter Challenge, and the word was discreet. So... I had seen in the paper something that was like 2017, the year where you throw kindness like confetti. And I was like, oh, I really, I like that idea. It's really beautiful and visual. And and I just started singing to myself sort of what I want to hear, what I need to hear, what I want my kids to hear, what I believe the world really can be. You know, I put advice in there for myself. I talk about people putting down their phones. I have a huge phone addiction. I'm always checking my phone. And so I wrote that sort of to myself <laughs> as a reminder. <laughs> but when I, I made a song video in my bathroom, when I had pneumonia and this dye in my eye, I'd just gotten home from my diagnosis. I had was wearing like a bathrobe. I happened to have good hair from the release show two nights prior, but I just, I looked like a wreck. And I sang the song with a voice that wasn't my best, but it, you know, it really came from the heart. And I felt I got a response from people that it mattered to them. And then I didn't know where it fit on the album because it is a little bit more of a country song. And the person who I co-produced the album with, Eric Bloomquist, who's a very dear longtime friend, he said, he's like, you know, this is kind of like the bar closer. Like, imagine it like Piano Man at, at closing time and everyone's got their arms around each other. And I was like, oh, yes, I like this idea so much. And, and that turned it into what it is. Well, what a way to send folks off for Song of the Soul today. We've been speaking with Sarah Morris and website sarahmorrismusic.com. H on that Sarah, links on nordenspiritradio.org. I love your music, Sarah. I can't wait to get to know more of it. And I'm so glad that I ran into you between your toilet tunes and mansplaining. I knew this was meant to be. So. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mark. This has been a completely lovely way to spend some time on a Monday morning. And so we're going to go out with joy, making the world beautiful. Let's make the world beautiful. You'll do that if you get a hold of Sarah Morris and get some more of her music. The song is Confetti. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Thanks so much, Sarah. Thank you. It's getting cold. And I don't mean the weather There's a chill from the people rushing by Every set of eyes glued to some phone The sun may be shining But it don't seem to matter When we're lost in the shadows on the ground Standing in a crowd We still feel alone What if we lay down whatever we're holding That's holding us back I think maybe We just
we can spread kindness like confetti. Throw it up in the air, let it fall down everywhere. Oh, it'll be beautiful if we spread Together we're like magic. Let's make the world beautiful.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy That in the light it will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song